Welcome to another episode of Go Out and Talk to Strangers. This is Adi, the Nomad Architect, and this is a place where I'm sharing with you ideas and inspiration, hosting founders, entrepreneurs, and extremely talented people to share their experience with us. And today we have with us Chen. Hi, Chen. Hi, Adi. Chen is the co-founder and CXO of Ven. It's a unique concept that focuses on the community living in the neighborhood scale. They started off in Tel Aviv and recently opened their new locations in Berlin and New York. And I invited Chen because I think what they're doing is really amazing. And I think we all can learn from, from their concept. So Chen, please, what made you interested in starting your own project? Um, so first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's a great honor and pleasure. And, um, My pleasure. I think one of the biggest things that we are doing uh, is creating a movement more than a company or a project. So any exposure and any inspiration we can give for uh, investors, entrepreneurs, and so on is a um, big honor for us. Um, so in general, um, I'm from a kibbutz. So um, the roots of the project of Ven. Uh, been there from day one in my life um, and in a way uh, community living or community in general is something that um, I've been intrigued and um, discovering um, along my, my years, along my life uh, from kibbutz where um, um, you know kibbutz it's a collective community um, in Israel in general that Yeah. Thank you for so, sharing. Yeah, I was about to, to ask you to explain. Yeah, so it's a collective community um, started, I mean, just in Israel, uh, traditionally, let's say, based on agriculture. Uh, I've been working in the field with cows and sheep and so on um, <laughs> from the day I born. And um, later on, when I grew up uh, as a teenager, um, I've been involved in many different communities and social uh, organizations. Um, and every Israeli um, teenager, I joined to the army. And there I met a really unique uh, type of, um, of people. Um, I served in special unit in the special forces where team um, is something crucial for your success. Uh, you are doing something really uh, some some things really complicated and you need to have a really high level of trust and confidence uh, in your partners uh, in your team members and uh, later on those part of them became my partners and we've been looking for a way to implement all our uh, let's say experience or um, different points in life uh, to a new way of living because we saw that we've been really inspired by community life and we felt pretty comfortable from childhood to um, through the teenager era or epoch and, um, and the, the, the time in the, um, in the army. And we've been looking for a way to give people the opportunity to live the life we lived. Um, so in general, that's what made us create Ven at the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
But you didn't do the normal thing when you just go back to your hometown, in your case, the kibbutz, and live there, right? Yeah, so um, we we came across with, with understanding or the feeling, I mean, uh, I'm from a kibbutz, or is from a mushav, or Bukovza, which is uh, my, my partner. Uh, mushav is kind of mm-hmm. a kibbutz, combination of kibbutz, kind of tiny village. And David, uh, David Sherez, is from Tel Aviv. And we felt, each, each and every one of us, that we are not going to go back to our hometown, neither to the kibbutz or the Moshav or Tel Aviv or the big city. And we start to ask ourselves, why? And we felt that none of us feel belong in the place that he was, um, grew up in because something is missing. And, for example, kibbutz is the most amazing infrastructure in the world because you are on the beach, in my case, walking barefoot all day long, um, surrounded by really like-minded people in a way, uh, but something is missing, uh, something in the velocity and the opportunity of the city, for example. Uh, and David, from the other end, uh, he was surrounded by culture and art and you know food and beverage and so on but the community sense or the uh, the ability to knock on your neighbor's door and ask for a cup of sugar was really missing and we thought that there's not an alternative that can combine both and in a way that was something that we've been looking for and um, it was pretty fast we saw that it's not only our need or our dream is not just an Israeli thing. It's something that all of our, all of, all of our uh, friends around the world or an entire g- generation is looking for this kind of solution. Mm-hmm. So what the first thing that you did? So you have this idea, we want to live together. One of the first things that we did and uh, our first investor, uh, first angel investor told us that uh, when he just met us, he didn't understand what we want to do, and we neither. <laughs> but uh, we created a really big why. Um, we had a really big and strong vision. Uh, we we created the vision. Uh, we didn't thought about money or we didn't thought about fundraising, and we haven't understand um, what does it mean. But we created a really a clear vision and. Um, and we wrote a book, actually. Um, yeah, book? we wrote a book of how we believe that people are supposed to live in 2023 or in the future. Um, back then in wow. 2016, it was so long ago. <laughs> and, and we put everything on papers. Uh, we just started to draw on a map how this neighborhood is supposed to look like. So a um, few weeks, a few months, actually, after we just met, uh, we had a book, like our Bible, today still is, is our compass. Every time that we are feeling a bit confused because in business opportunity or um, any other opportunity, we're going back to the book and try to focus on what we're trying to achieve. So we had this book and we had a map that um, we draw our a neighborhood that we are dreaming of supposed to look like. Is it public? Like, can I see this map? It's really interesting for me. Um, Or is it it, like a secret document? 
it's not a, it's not public yet. Um, I can send you. You're a really good friend, but uh, we didn't um, publish it yet because I mean today in our um, right now we are working on a new website, for example. So this map is a base for many uh, brand aspects that we are trying to create. Uh, the city grid is something that uh, we are pretty inspired of. And it's like kind of sandbox that you can play with. Uh, and the book still has some really new and uh, innovative concept. And, you know, at the end of the day, we are really wide-driven company. But at the end of the day, there's tons of competition out there. Um, so we didn't yeah. publish it yet, but really soon. And do you update the book? So the book, the concept of the book is like 200 pages. Um that we wrote and take pictures and so on. And there is 400 pages more that are blank. So the idea is to write the next chap chapters along the way. Um, we wrote new two new chapters. Um, we are not editing the past um, wow. because you can't edit history, but we are writing the future. So it's like a full process of going back and going forward. Mm -hmm. And it's super interesting. That's unbelievable. Like most people do, I don't know, a uh, 15-slide presentation. <laughs> yeah. You don't write a book. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you had that book. And then what? Um, so we had that book, and it was written based on our experience in Shapira. Uh, it's a neighborhood, tiny neighborhood in south of Tel Aviv. Mm -hmm. um, when we just met... Um, with the idea was pretty developed uh, for a few years or months. Um, we saw that Shapira is a really good place for us to start because um, for many aspects, uh, we found the connection between city life to like suburbs. Um, Shapira is a, let's call it in general, uh, kind of second tier neighborhood. Uh, was pretty neglected along the years um, in south of Tel Aviv. And the, the map that we draw and the book that we wrote, uh, we tried, we tried like, kind of implement it in a way in Shapira. Um, but again, it was pretty romantic back then. It, we, we, we didn't like plan um, financially. What allows us to do everything, I mean, we, we build our own neighborhood or our own life in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, and we started from research. We try to understand what's going on in the neighborhood um, with the population, uh, what's the complexity, what is gentri gentrification, uh, what is our role in mm -hmm. urban development. Uh, we met many professors and uh, psychologists and so on. And um, and we we try to understand really deep what's going on here, and when we almost understood, right now I can say that we didn't understand nothing back then. Uh, <laughs> we just tried. We, we 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 just started to build, and if there's something really strong in Van in our culture is research, vision, uh, and planning from one end, but a really strong operation side. So pretty fast, we took a building, a neglected one, and like um, it was pretty like 
garbage, shitty condition, mm-hmm. and we renovate it by our own ends. And we created our first community building. We lived there together um, and we shared a living room and we created an amazing garden and super nice rooftop. And we just, mm-hmm. you know, lived and uh, hang. And it was pretty fast. And we saw that the map and our vision start to get like, um, like really strong um base and we started to ask ourselves about raising money and uh founding fun find partners and so on so uh we came with the understanding that we need to build or to rent an office it was like supernatural to rent the office in the neighborhood and according the map and according the vision we wanted to create a place where you can live and work five minutes work so Mm-hmm. We took a radius of five minutes walk from our apartment and we found um, another neglected building or a warehouse uh, was, that was um, kind of iron factory a few years ago and it was closed for 10 years. So mm-hmm. we rent the warehouse uh, for 15 years. Um, my tip is to do like really far plans uh, because then you're obligated to your own vision so we created Ooh, like we've one. been uh, obligated for 15 years so okay we're, we're gonna stay for 15 years let's just do really cool stuff uh so we took the warehouse and <laughs> we brought all our friends from the unit and from the, our hometown and we built by our by our own ends uh, with recycled materials one of the coolest offices in tel aviv i think uh, because it's really authentic and it's really like down to earth. Mm-hmm. And it was like 2,000 uh, square foot to, yeah, uh, sorry, 200 square foot, 2,000 okay. square, sorry, 2,000 square foot, 200 square meters. Um, and we needed just like, I don't know, tiny office because it was just three of us. Uh, so we decided to bring startups in a garage stage. And to give them a really low rent, uh, but they've been obligated to give something back to the community. And we saw that one month later, uh, mm-hmm. 10 startup uh, friends and uh, people that we are familiar with um, work with us, volunteer in the neighborhood because that was part of the package. And we've been able to create like a really vivid community in our office. Can you tell more about the package? It's really interesting. What kind of volunteer you had to do in order to be part of the community? So it, it, was, really na- it was really naive, but in general, we said uh, we took a building for 15 years. The rent is super low because the neighborhood still in a bad condition. Mm-hmm. And we took it for 15 years. So we did a really good deal with the landlord. And we renovate by ourselves. So the cost of the renovation or the, the renovation was pretty low. Um, so we've been able to rent it in a really, really low, let's say 25% of the market price. If people in Tel Aviv back then uh, paid for office for 1,000 shekels, so we rent it for 1,000 or, um, I don't know, 1,500 shekels. 
back then nobody there were like very few people who wanted to live in Shapira I didn't consider it to be a good place to live in yeah kind of and we, we've been just looking for um you know all the social part of what we are doing was really it's a really strong thing uh, the impact later on we discovered the name um, but in a really naive way we've been looking for a way I mean you know Israelis are they don't want to go and be friars <laughs> I don't know the term in, in uh, English uh, suckers suckers yeah. you want to do uh, a, you always want to do a really good deal exactly you want to be fooled mm-hmm. so we felt like okay we're giving a really cheap office really cool space we can demand something from the people that will work here I mean we can or take more money but we want to do something meaningful and impactful so let's demand from them to give hours back to the community and the term of the of the like renting office in our office well take an office really cheap one but give at least four hours back to the community and then each startup gave something back so one startup created a really nice and programming program for teenagers in our neighborhood another one created like kind of um, preparation for the army for the teenagers and some of them uh, volunteered with the elder community and so on and it created like a really hub of um, business and impact and so on it was um, I think one of the best times of our office and today this building is vendor office because we are Um, we have many employees uh, but I wish I could go back there it was so nice naive and romantic um, so like fast forwarding fast forwarding uh, we created our home located our office we didn't have a place to drink coffee so we opened uh, with a frat a really good friend uh, getzel the first or second coffee shop in Shapira Uh, we felt pretty ridiculous that the coffee shop need to bring vegetables and like greens from the south or north north of Israel so created a net of urban agriculture rooftops um, that are really active today and we've been able to cultivate all the greens and the vegetable with the teenagers of the neighborhood and sell it back to the coffee shop and creating a loop uh, after the coffee sh- coffee shop we opened the With another friend Oren uh, the Red House uh, which mm-hmm. is one of the most inspiring places in Tel Aviv from my, my side uh, is a shared galleries and like um, office that um, the main purpose was to connect between the existing community to the newcomers mm-hmm. let's call them and I think it was one of our um, this was kind of tipping point because um, through the Red House and specifically through the a big opening of the Red House uh, we came across with the feeling and understanding that we created something much bigger than us and we saw that uh, you know everything it was it took us like six months which is nothing in terms of this yeah. crazy operation uh, but we did it like for ourselves it was kind of creating your own place so it was really authentic really real um, and people felt it And people started to ask our se- uh, to ask uh, like if they can live with us in the area and um, without planning we had like 420 or something like that 
of people that we've been literally in a waiting list to live in the thing that we created and we've been like what mm-hmm. what just happened here? and that was like the first time that we literally understand that understand that um there is something much bigger and the connection of authenticity real uh, platform in a neighborhood that combines living sharing walking hanging um, community it's something that is crucial for uh, people around the world um, so agreed it's a really long <laughs> answer for a short question but I think then never started and never gonna end in a way uh, I can't say that we I mean uh, officially we started in 2016 but I don't know if it's the the point of 2006 June 2016 when we just opened our home or um, 2017 when we opened the red so it's like yeah where is the know, starting point a yeah. community mm-hmm. the platform exactly mm-hmm. and then you expanded to more buildings right yeah so we've been looking um, let's say from day one we came across with the understanding that real estate is probably the best way for urban development or it's the it's the fastest vehicle to urban change and it's it's a double-edged sword because uh, real estate or developers in, in big cities um, are dealing with a complexity of as we said before gentrification and many social issues mm-hmm. and We saw it as an opportunity because we wanted, uh, I mean, we want to disrupt as many areas as we can. Um, so the understanding of there is uh, a market, a huge market that works really traditionally and uh, we can use it or leverage the gaps mm-hmm. in this market in order to, one, create more places for our members or the neighborhood to create or to live. And two... To change the, the way this market works, I mean no one said that developer need to be um, a motherfucker <laughs> or uh, he can look or he, he can be or have the much wider perspective of not only how making money but how to literally change the way that he or she develop yeah so with the understanding of real estate is a really important vehicle to um, let's say urban change uh, we build um, a real estate company because uh, we cre- I mean we, we compared ourselves to um, to iPhone in a really strange way and we said that uh, although we want to create an operating system like we want we want to be the iOS. Uh, we want to create the content. We want to create the features of urban living. We want to connect between people um, through a platform that they will be able to log in in a way, create their own things and so on. But the iOS can be existing or exist without the like material, the the hardware, the plastic that is creating in China or I don't know where and we saw the, um, the device 
of the real estate. Mm-hmm. And we said in order to implement our system in many cities and buildings and neighborhood, uh, we, we need to be able to create um, the device or the hardware. And this is was our real estate play. Um, so we started to rent, lease, uh, rev share with landlord, um, buy if we could, and we've been able to raise money for that. Uh, any uh, way to bring more um, spaces for creation. Uh, and this is what led us to build um, back then one of the uh, fast grow real estate companies in Tel Aviv, um, in a way. So we've been like we are doing many times uh, without uh, planning. We created a really interesting uh, business by himself. So actually, just before I, I went on this journey and sold all my stuff and left Israel, I visit one of your buildings uh, because I consider it to be part of the community. And I remember I was very impressed by the way it designed, like the rooftop and the basements and, and the way you divided the public areas and the private areas. And I, I just find the design to be very sophisticated that I could tell there was a different intention behind this design. So can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, sure. Um, so in general, anything we are doing uh, is supposed to be uh, grow bottom-up from the neighborhood. I mean, not as any different concept that I know. Our brand guidelines are pretty wide because we want to emphasize the culture and the place that we are working in. So, for example, in Shapira, part of the buildings that probably you saw, um, the roots or the base of the concept um, derives from the culture of Shapira, the Bukharian culture, and the people from Saloniki that are here, and people from Spain, and so on. So, in terms of design, we are trying to, we are doing pretty deep research. Um, Same thing we did right now in Bushwick, in Brooklyn, with the Caribbean. Uh, community that lives there and we are taking elements from the history of the place and the things that we are uh, seeing and noticing around and try to implement it in our building and in our design system. So this is one. And second, um, we are splitting the areas for two types of areas. One is the private area, is the apartment. That apartments in van can be from uh, a shared room to, um, I don't know, like a living, like a family apartment of three rooms. Um, and they are designed and um, built, you know, really simple, really comfort and really um, nice. That's supposed to create as fast as we can feel uh, like uh, to create you as a member uh, feeling of belonging and home. Uh, but we are emphasizing the shared spaces or, or the common areas in the building. Um, a common area can be, as you said, a rooftop, a basement, uh, a big living room that is shared for two apartments. Uh, try to imagine like uh, a floor that's split for one apartment for one side and another apartment for um, the other side. And they are sharing kitchen and living room. So 
we are taking the places or the areas that we as millennials are not using uh, almost at all. For example, kitchen. People are spending five five times, eh, sorry, five minutes in average in kitchen every day. It's so, uh, I mean, it's really low uh, um, use, and it doesn't make sense that the kitchen takes so a uh, big part of our apartment. So we try to take it out for the apartment, uh, from the apartment, sorry, and to combine it with another uh, units. I mean, it doesn't make sense that I will be, I will use a kitchen five minutes a day, you will use kitchen five minutes a day, and our neighbor will use five minutes kitchen a day. So let's share resources, let's cook together, and then through, I mean, through the right use of space, we are creating a community because what's what is more like fun and inspiring than cooking with your neighbors so this is like we're trying to do as much as win wins as we can um and another really important important element in the shared spaces in the common areas we are not the owner of the space i mean uh we are the management of the building but the tenants the members are the ones that will decide the concept i mean if we have basement or if we have rooftop i can come uh, like top down as um, standard landlord and say okay this basement is mine and i will do a storage for my bicycles or this rooftop is mine and i will lock it because i don't want the neighbors to do noise for i don't know what um, but we try to change the perspective and we said we have a space, um, we can create many things. It doesn't really matter what we want, it matter what the neighbors want, the members want. And we just, it's a super simple way, we just ask them, what do you want to create in your own building? And it was pretty weird for them at the beginning because it's different. But then one building said, okay, we want to do rehearsal room because we are musicians. And another building said, okay, we, are, we want to do like kind of treatment room because we are healers and we are doing Reiki and yoga and so on. And another uh, building said, okay, we are techies, so we want to do kind of small um, uh, like office room in order to do meetings. And so, and each building created its own space and then the musicians, that one of them want to do yoga, was able to go to the other side of the street and use the shared space of the new building, of the other building. And then one of the yogis that have conference room, conference meeting with his partner in Mexico City, was able to use the office in the other building and so on. And it was started to create a a community through those spaces because people started to meet and to know each other through the space that they designed by their own needs. So it's super simple and it absolutely makes sense, but the world doesn't talk like that and doesn't act like that. So uh, I think part of the thing that you saw, and although the, the, the design is like super, especially in Shapira, is pretty like um, down to earth and it's not like shiny, uh, and super fancy, there is something much deeper that people are feeling, and I think it's 
authenticity and real and um, that kind of things. I remember um, when I visit, I think there was a guy like building a robot or something in the basement. And I was so amazed by the fact and, and I was doing um, jewelry design back then and like, oh yeah, you can open your own workshop. This is like a shared space. You can just do your whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I was so amazed by the fact that I have this freedom to not only in my little tiny apartment, just like to share, um, to co-work with other people like in my building, which is beautiful. And I would like to ask you about a challenge you had to overcome. I guess there was more than one, but if you can recall uh, one. Um, Yes. Um, Let's see. There is almost 120 challenges (laughs) that we are dealing with right now. At least. Uh, But I think... I think that the main challenge is um, kind of pioneering or dealing with the uh, meaning of pioneering new concept. And I will split it for two uh, main um, areas. One is the um, connection to the neighborhood. Um, At the end of the day, um, we landed one day in an an existing neighborhood with its own culture and community, a uh, really strong community, by the way, um, that was neglect- neglected financially, socially, and so on. Um, and we've been like the new guys, the cool guys, so-called, the guys from kibbutz, from Amushav, um, uh, pretty like homogenic in our own group. And we started to, de- to develop a concept that... Um, I mean, at the beginning, we've been created our own things, but pretty fast it created a really big impact. And back then, at the first months, we we didn't communicate good enough with our neighbors. And it created um, friction, uh, friction that is now much better. And we are collaborating and we are doing so many crazy things. And we are collaborating with the municipality and we are working together and Today is super clear um, to understand what the what is then all about, but uh, at the end of the day, it's still a challenge, um, and we are meeting it in uh, Brooklyn, and we are meeting it in um, in Friedrichshain in Berlin, uh, and I think it's like when we spoke about it before um, the um, the, percep- the perception or um, the way developers in different kinds are perceived in different urban areas um, is a really big challenge to show um, like that your goals and means are good and positive and at the same time create a really big move. Um, I think this is one of our um, biggest challenge uh, today still. Um, and from the other end, uh, with the financial side, it's a new concept. And to be able to show to investor that until he met you uh, was um, um, was kind of looking at businesses only with one bottom line, which is IRR, um, return on investment. And suddenly, a new company then uh, coming in speaking about another 
um, line which is SIRR, social IRR, and we are measuring ourselves not only by our return on investment but our social return on investment and we want to prove that we are doing really good financially but at the same time we are doing really good socially and that was a challenge because um, we dealt with or dealing with big amounts of money like any um, startup uh, and we raise money from VCs and from real estate investors and at the same time we're raising money from impact funds and we are raising social money so the ability to combine between different kind of markets and different kind of investors and put everyone in the same table and make all of them um, trust in what we are doing and see our vision and share with us our values um, was a really a pretty big challenge uh, because although you know all the markets all the sorry all the impact world is really developed right now and in, in a really fast um, developing process is still pretty pioneering um, concept so I think is probably those are the two main challenges that are combined to one mm-hmm. thank you for sharing um, yeah I, I agree and also I think what you're doing um, in a way in each city there is the let's say the neighborhoods that develop slowly slower mm-hmm. than others and it's just a matter of time before somebody is going to develop them so at least let it be somebody with your intentions yeah and your um, way of looking at the bigger picture and not only about again the profit and this is really challenging um, but I, I I feel like you're doing well you're expanding fast and it's interesting and I would like to know um, I know we don't have much time left hmm, yeah. so I'll try to be short but adjusting your concept uh, to a different country how what what changes you had to do to because Israel is something else than Berlin and New York yeah probably this is a really big challenge maybe bigger than the last one <laughs> um, but I think that when your core value is platform and you have a guidelines for what you're doing and you have a really clear aspect of your product but at the end of the day the way that is built designed uh, is according to your culture and to your like local community uh, it makes it a bit easier because uh, we are not a template. I mean, we don't have this kind of brand book that says any building need to be black and need to be with like, um, I don't know, kind of um, floor. And we are really um, gr- growing our concept through the local community. So we have our buckets, we have our areas and we have our solutions as living and shared spaces and um, local connection to local businesses and content and we believe once you're connecting these four dots community will be created uh, with our technology so it makes sense to implement it at the same time in Berlin and in Bushwick in Brooklyn and in many different neighborhoods Um, so 
I don't sure that is answer you, but at, 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 uh, like at the end of the day, flexibility is, uh, is all about what we are doing. And uh, again, uh, platform uh, is all about what we are doing. And, um, and yet, it, it, we haven't cracked it yet, but we are in a really um, right place. Sorry, I think in a way it was a bit of a tricky question because I don't think nobody can answer that in less than an hour and hmm. maybe another yes. five year f- perspective. Um, so, okay. Um, I'm just going to ask you, do you have more time or do you need to, yeah. to finish? Because yeah, I know, okay. A few more minutes. Yeah, a bit, a bit. Okay, good. So can you please, um, let's say somebody wants to start his own project. Um, he has this, I don't know, idea. What is the one thing you can advise him or her? In general, any idea? Uh, let's say in the community making, co-living. Um, I don't think nobody's going to start a global neighborhood like you, but hmm. let's say. <laughs> um, so probably my biggest advice would be um, find your why. Ask, ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing especially in our areas of community, because community started to be, in the last few years, a really kind of cliche and a word that's been overused. And it's kind of, you know, um, marketing tool. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to be clear with your means because it's really, really, really good and okay to make tons of money. I mean, it's okay. And... I mean, go and do it and be, mm-hmm. do many dollars as you can. But in those areas that are dealing with people's life and community, you need to be really sensitive and really transparent. And I think I, I saw some different um, projects or some different ideas that the why wasn't clear enough and wasn't crystallized yet and it created kind of friction because um Mm -hmm. when deal when you're dealing with communities and with people life you i mean you can't bullshit them and they will notice your your real means and it needs to be really clear i think and um I, i mean once your why is pretty clear and in the right place everything will be in order so from there, how you planning your uh, concept? How you uh, who, who will be your investors? Um, who will be your partners? Who will be your collaborations and so on? It's so much easy uh, easier when you are clear and feel comfortable with what and why you are doing what you are doing. Beautiful, thank you. Okay, so we're coming to an end. And there is uh, one last question that I ask all my guests. So please try to answer uh, really honestly and without letting your uh, inner filters get in the way. Mm-hmm. So this question called the wild napkin. So let's say you're going to a bar and you have a couple of drinks and your mind is really free. And suddenly you have the craziest idea, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have your, I don't know, sketchbook or anything. And you just grab a napkin and you write it down. <laughs> and the next day you find it in your pocket. And what does it say? 
just like the craziest idea. There is no time limit. There is no money limit. Just anything. Um, so I did it um, <laughs> back then. Um, and I think it, it's creating the first community or even the first country without borders. I want, we want to be able to connect people globally um, regardless of where they are living and to create the ability to move fast and free between places and not to be detached, not psychologically, not financially. I mean, to be detached, not to be connected, I mean, um, to a place. And as you are live, as, as you live your life, um, to be a global nomad. And I think that probably will be my idea of allowing people to feel belong and to feel at home in any place that they will um, land in. And I can see like probably the first thing I was um, drawing in this napkin is uh, the picture of the world um, with, you know, the continent and dots around the globes, around the globus that are connected uh, with dots, uh, with the lines between them. And yeah, I think that would be probably uh, my drawing on a napkin. Mm -hmm. Great vision. Okay, beautiful. Chen, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us uh, your experience and thoughts. Sure. And I will share the links to your website and the Facebook page uh, so everybody can connect with you. Cool. And I want to thank our listeners for being with us. And yeah, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Hi, guys. It's Adi again. I'm very happy to have you with me, and I would like to ask for your help for the next season of the show. The next project I'm going to host will focus on unique experiences. If you've ever been to a place that made a strong impression on you, or if you started one yourself, a retreat center, a sustainable project, art gallery, hotel, somewhere in nature, anything that creates a special experience for the guest. It could be anywhere around the world. So send me the details and maybe you'll be on my show. And until the next time, go out and talk to strangers. It's been a pleasure. Ciao, ciao.